Hey, hey, hey. It's 7.30, Sunday morning, November 11th. And it's been a long time since I did a podcast. Long, long time. And, uh, yeah, I'm out walking butt, of course. It's 7.30 in the morning. And the weather is is uh, not much to complain about, right? It's not hot anymore. In fact, at the moment, it's 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. November 11th. November 11th, 50 degrees Fahrenheit. The sun is coming up. I'm not sure if it's going to get much more than 70 degrees today, which is quite nice. But, uh, yeah, what else is going on? Elfta, Elfta, they call it. So, in German, Elf is number 11. And this is the 11th month of the year. So, Elfta, Elfta would be the 11th. The 11th. And it's already taken place already. Then 11 in the morning at 11 minutes after the hour. There's usually a little celebration about the beginning of carnival which is a it's kind of a strange thing out that you know that's google worthy and just to research that but uh, there's a little part a little bit of a party today on elf to elf to but the big the real big parties happen in uh, february uh it's like mardi gras but they call it carnival in german and the elf to elf that I heard last time I googled it was it's ELF, and these are towns in the northwestern part of Germany. And historically, the French had uh, come in there quite a bit. The French had come into some of the German territories, and uh, you know, as Americans, we often think of like Germany and France as fairly homogeneous countries that uh, had their identities and stuck with them for a long time but they they kind of blended over quite a bit there's quite a bit of boundary change interaction um, deep thoughts about each other probably a lot of negative thoughts (laughs) the differences are always always uh, causing problems course the French have the expression vive la différence or something like that you know let the differences live but it must have been I think they, well they had the French Revolution in um, 1789 tough times over there I don't I don't think I would want to be there then um, quite dramatic but uh, they had their expression at the time was egalite, fraternite, liberté. So E, F, and L. And the, the Germans in these regions probably were taken over shortly after that, or at least occupied or something. And the Germans kind of <clears throat> didn't quite care for the French Revolution and French expansionism. So they, they came up with Elf to Elf, though, which is Egalite, Liberté, Fraternité, 
and just kind of make a joke out of it, as the Germans would do. So Alfta Alfta, here we are. Why am I doing this podcast? Is there any breaking news in my life? No, not really. I just, I just like thought, well, I got to walk Bud and it's a little early and I think my sister's tired of me calling her anyways. And uh, so I'm kind of tired out with that. They had the Texas thing going. This is the, the week of the elections that are still going on. And uh, because they we voted Tuesday, and uh, some things are determined that there's still some open openings. So we have uh, Beto, or Beto, Beto, the guy in Texas, didn't quite make it. He was a real popular guy, but not popular enough, apparently, to win the vote in Texas. So he didn't win. Um, Arizona, we have a little thing going on. We got the Kirsten Cinema versus Martha McSally. And it looked like McSally was going to win, but then you got to count some other votes coming in later. And they're going through the process, so looks like Cinnab- Cinnabon might win. And I, I don't, I don't know why the arguments aren't made in politics about who's in power and you know if Republicans are in power you should send a Republican uh, representative to the government because the alternative is just an obstructionist they're really not going to have power so they're just going to have to just be a pain in the butt they probably won't get much done because they're on the opposition party. It's just, I don't know, we're, we need, people need to grow. We need to have growth. So why not send someone that's an insider with, uh, with the power brokers, you know? But that's just too logical, right? You know? Just too logical. Of course, I guess um, if I don't know, am I consistent with that thought? Probably not. <laughs> it's still a good one. It's the spin. Everybody spins. Everybody's a spinner. Yeah. Bud, even you spin when you want treats. Spin, 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 spin. So whatever. Yeah. Fresh air, quiet out here. And uh, that's about it. I don't know. I don't feel quite like expressing much. I don't know. I don't have any burning ideas, do I? I I do like my Twitter personas. I like having a a persona that's... uh, I can, I, I notice I have a couple now. They're kind of fun. So I can play different, I can do role playing, you know, be, be a different person a bit. And uh, I notice I, I, 
I did a tweet and I'm like, oh, I, I don't really want to tweet that from that persona. I want to, that's the kind of tweet I would do from a different persona. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not selling anything, so I don't, I'm not uh, branding myself. Your personal brand. Because I, I guess I'm, I'm a, I'm a corporation. I have multiple brands like Cadillac and Chevrolet and Buick. Yeah, yeah, personas. Different brands. Brand extension. It's all part of General Motors, but, you know. So I got three or four tweet personas, which are kind of fun. But someday, maybe someday, there will be my own solid brand. But, I, you know, not sure. It's, I liked having Cadillac and Buicks for different audiences, right? I guess that's part of the bucketing they talk about. Um, buckets, right? To better serve your audience. There you go. Bud, what do you got there, bud? And we're walking down the sidewalk. It's chilly. I guess I'm a bit confused on cancer, you know? I mean, <clears throat> my wife's in a pretty good spot with as, as good as you can be with four, stage four cancer. But it's, uh, it's got... Uh, side effects from medications and just challenges to work through that way. So, not sure where that's going, but it uh, it does show that uh, we have these bodies and they're frail and they have weaknesses. You can do the best to take care of yourself, but uh, things happen so the good news the last scan was there's no visible tumors right now so done with the chemo for a while they have these new medicines that you take which are kind of like chemo I suppose but they have some side effects so we're working through that but in general we'll see how this all works out it's uh a different mindset, maybe. I don't know. I really don't know how to describe it. It's kind of... I don't know what it is. It's... Yeah. I suppose it's the... would lead you to live each day, enjoy each day as it is. And I, I suppose I'm transitioning myself into those thoughts. I mean, I want, that's a probably a healthier way or is a healthier way to live, live each day to the fullest. And uh, be thankful, be uh, generous with your spirit, generous with your time. So... It's good. I did listen to uh, my friend is still working on finding a house and doing his thing. 
it's all very interesting. And uh, yeah, we listened to, I, I wanted him to listen to this Rob Bell character, who's a, yeah, a character, he's a character. Aren't we all, we're all characters, right? <laughs> we're all a bunch of characters. So he, he was uh, speaking on this great parable about the, the king that was settling accounts and this guy owed, I don't know, where was it? 10,000 bags of gold he owed. And the, the podcast is called Bookkeeping, if you want to look up Rob Bell and Bookkeeping. And that's uh, uh, really a fascinating read-through and interpretation or commentary on the parable. He does a great, he points out some really interesting concepts. And that's how we, unfortunately, we do live in a bookkeeping mindset. And that real forgiveness and great relationships are to look at people and be forgiving. And, I, and as I transition through that, I'm working towards that. Uh, there's no switch. You just turn on and go, boom, okay. I, uh, every person, every situation, I'm just going to forgive people. Or and it's not so much forgiveness. It's just like don't be so bookkeeping-like, you know, like, oh, this person did said that, and that's not, I don't like that, and so they need to pay for that. It's such a waste of time. Of course, it's superficiality, too. I mean, but then again, you know, like what one person's superficial subjects is somebody else's intense, intense uh, passion, I guess you'd say. <laughs> oh, man. What was the... So bookkeeping and the guy is forgiven. Well, first of all, his debt is like an impossible amount of debt. And he's like, well, just give me some time to pay it off. And it's like, it's just a funny story, as Rob puts it. So it's like, it's an impossible amount of debt. But, you know, that's part of the story. It's part of the parable. And uh, so they, uh, he's forgiven the debt and uh, goes out and somebody else owes him a small amount and so he throws that person in jail so it turns out to be uh, not a good situation right if, if we're forgiven much then we need to forgive others so and then also the the tormenting actually not forgiving others um, is a torment or like as Rob likes to say it's our own we create our own personal hells, you know, like our own difficulties when we have these uh, bitterness or anger towards others. And, uh, yeah, it's a process, a, a mental process. And some people call like an abundance thinking, which is a abundance mentality, so the word abundance. It, it goes a lot of ways. It's just a, a phrase, but I mean, deeper thinking, deeper into it. It's the um, like the pie isn't fixed. There's a growth mindset. Uh, other people can experience happiness, joy, and it doesn't take away from our own. In fact, it's as we start to um, cheer on or enjoy other people's happiness. 
then uh, it grows in ourselves. What's interesting is like sometimes we, or for me anyway, it's like, well, gee, you find that person finds joy and and uh, uplifting in that area, and it's like, well, that's not my thing. <laughs> but that's okay. So it's kind of a strange. I don't know. Not even strange. It's just different. And maybe it's when you're born, you're a baby, and you're you're. Uh, it's it's in the nature of human beings. You come out born, and you're grabbing for stuff, and you need food, and you can't express yourself, and you don't know how to communicate. So you just have to start. You learn to either. It's like a survival thing, grabbing and um, taking, and just you know trying to satisfy those needs by um, by that first few months of life and you just grab and grab and take 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 and there's no communication there's no asking there's no interaction other than taking so maybe that's the life's journey is growing and maturing out of that taking situation into giving and being generous and having those kind of spirits but we don't I, I don't feel like I've arrived at that, right? I mean, that's that's where preaching is interesting because they set the ideal of this is the way it should be or this is the ideal behavior, but and that's that becomes an impassioned um, what do you want to call it? The impassioned message, like the preacher believes that they need to um, influence us to proper behaviors and I was just journaling and doing my reading this morning I was trying to figure out what Paul's doing and this book second Corinthians I just finished it and I had to go back like four chapters and kind of read through the flow of it and he's kind of defending himself and talking about his relationship with these people and there's other teachers coming around and he's kind of defending himself a bit but the the key words that jumped out of me were his intent and purpose is to build these people up like he's he's going from city to city and bringing this good news of the living God and quite a concept and he's not really he's just doing it and he doesn't really give a lot of instructions or tell people else what to do he just kind of says hey guys let's uh, we have an opportunity now to have a relationship with God and the power have the power of the living God in us it's very spiritual right I mean um, some listeners may have, have just haven't have no interest or concept of God, and I'm still growing in, in mine. But it, I, it's, I'm pretty close to the point of just uh, any moment. I mean, I'm just out here walking the dog and 
just enjoying creation as a gift. The sun is, or the sky is blue. The sun is warming the back of my legs as I walk down the street. And, and it's consciousness too, and the body and death. And I talked about that with my friend the other night about how my dad passed away and he was some of his last thoughts were like well I hope I did I hope I did enough <laughs> and, and it's so we get taught there's so many messages being thrown our way about doing enough I hope I did enough so much doing and uh, really it's a mystery like what you know I didn't I have this phone in my pocket and some earbuds and I'm talking as I walk this dog. I mean, I didn't create the dog, right, bud? Bud's just a little creature and he wants to go for a walk and do his business and he's investigating and sniffing around. He's just a dog. And in some ways, I'm just a human. I'm just a, got a body and a soul, mind, a spirit. I'm just, I'm just talking. And there's a great book with the title. I think it's uh, "You'll You'll Know I'm Dead When I Stop Talking." That's that's this promoter guy. That was very funny. Worked with Sinatra and a whole bunch of other guys. Uh, Jerry something. Jerry Weinstein. I think it's Jerry Weinstein. Jerry something. He was. I better look it up because that's. And I should probably re reread some of that book. It's not that there's, it's, it's again, it's storytelling, right? So we've got Jerry, I've got to go over to my uh, Kindle on my phone here to check it out. Let's see if that's working. And we got a little helicopter flying up above. Hi. We love the helicopters. Or Hoopstrauba. The Hoopschrauber, man. Jerry, where are you? There he is, Jerry Weintraub. Yeah, I'm glad I looked it up. Weintraub. Wein. Weintraub. Trauben are grapes. I, should for, I shouldn't forget that. I should be able to remember that. Trauben. Trauben, grapes, wine grapes, Jerry wine grapes. How about that? Interesting dude, very funny. And uh, yeah, where was I on that? Spiritual God, every moment. It's the days. I mean, you, you, there's this rhythm. There's a cycle. I don't. I get. It's living outside the moment. That's the the John Ortberg. Um, warning is that we're tempted to live outside the moment and not live in the moment so here we are this is my moment right now I was walking the dog and uh, podcasting I'm just talking so this is it this is the moment this is a moment last night we did a moment of uh, Thai food and it tasted great but my body kind of process the spices a little different <laughs> than other food so 
yeah, I had to make a pretty quick, quick, ser quick search for the uh, facilities as we were going to the movie, and it was Bohemian Rhapsody, Freddie Mercury, and I. Uh, I mean, I'm old enough to remember Queen, the band, and but for me, it was such a weird time. Yeah, I'm an adolescent, I guess you'd say, 14, 15 years old. And you just get bombarded with rock bands, rock music, radio, who's in, who's out, who's cool, blah, blah, blah. And so you don't really know these people. They just, it's, the other thought I had was it's like their art, their, who they are, all that, how they got to the point that they are is what's interesting. You know, we watch each other's, the, the results, products of, or something of our art, but the journey of, of getting there, not journey, the band, the rock band, I just mean the process of this Freddie Mercury guy getting to be a rock star and um, how, how quickly it is and easy it is. We just judge this guy's like, oh yeah, he's the guy that died from AIDS and He's a homosexual or something like that, or bisexual or whatever. I, and so we end up just judging him and writing him off as a a person like that's not um, got this character or so forth. But what do we? What can we learn from the guy? And he's he was very expressive of his um, of himself, and I mean, he was pretty good. I don't know, the movie made him look, obviously, made him look better. And, and so I'm sure he had some very tragic moments that went on for weeks and days, and they kind of gloss over it in like a few minutes. But uh, it's just interesting to get the story and how his family moved from either India or some sub-group near India. It was a special kind of group. I think he said they were Persians that went to India to escape Muslim attack or something. So they end up in England. And he's got, he does, uh, the actor, I assume it's portraying him as he was, and he talks really funny. But when he sings, I mean, you don't, obviously there's some uniqueness to his singing style, but uh, his speaking style is really bizarre. So it was pretty cool to find out the background, and um, he's just not just a your typical UK rock invasion, British invasion band. That's not who Queen was. It's, uh, as they said, it was a bunch of misfits. I kind of like some of the other band members too. They're kind of funny—a physicist or something, and a dentist. Some guy, <laughs> the drummer, was studying to be a dentist. So it's all kind of cool. Kind of cool. And Fred Mercury was uh, just a name he came up with later, changed his name to Mercury. And they didn't go into depths about why he chose Mercury or anything. It just happened. But he was, it was like Basera, Basora. So very, very Indian like. So yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. Kind of interesting. A little different. And 
will I be a huge fan of this guy? I don't know. I doubt really. I don't know. I'm just just pointing out that uh, he lived what uh, he kind of felt comfortable with. Whatever quirkiness or whatever he had going. And uh, there you go. So, in some ways, it's admirable the with 7 billion people on the planet that he found um, commonality or resonated, as they say, with uh, a uh, uh, subculture, let's say you want to call it, whatever. I mean, whenever you say subculture, it means like, well, that's less than the real culture or something. But I'm not, I don't mean to put it in a hierarchy necessarily, but it's just not a it's not a culture you can define by biology, location, geography. You just uh, connected with people. Morning. So, yeah, live in the moment. So that was our moment last night, and then it ended with the Live Aid concert, which apparently was it was July thirteenth, nineteen eighty-five. 85, I was already 20, 24 already, but it just kind of, I must have been, what was I doing? Working a nuclear power plant industry. <laughs> nuclear power. And, uh, yeah. It was kind of a, what was that? It makes me think about how I got to that position. I think I, I just wanted to, I like the idea of this company being in my hometown. I guess, I, is that a romantic or something just goofy? Because I grew up in this town and there was like no in industry there. And then I'm down in Champaign-Urbana studying this real serious subject called mechanical engineering about how pretty much everything works in the world. And... Uh, Uh, you know, kind of highbrow stuff like that. <laughs> so I, I kind of wanted to, I guess I, I think a part of it was just escaping this, my collegiate atmosphere and uh, wanting something different. So, but also it was familiar going home. And I, it wasn't like I thought out like, oh yeah, I just really want to work in nuclear power plants the rest of my life. It was more like, Hey, this company looks cool. Kind of a startup company. And uh, so I got into it. But then it kind of turned sour after four or five years. I didn't really like the future because traveling is kind of fun. But these and business travel is great. But uh, <clears throat> traveling to nuclear power plants is not is not the most awesome thing because they're out in the middle of nowhere usually remote plus 79 had already happened which was the three mile island meltdown and basically that shut down all future nuclear power plants and uh so there was it's not a growth industry but uh they're still doing well i mean these the plants produce 
um, electricity very efficiently. So I'm very pro nuke power. And look, 79, has it been 40 years already? Is it right? Almost 79, yeah, almost 40 years. We really haven't had anything major in those, all the plants. I think there was a hundred and some reactor plants in the U.S. and they're not, they're not melting down and freaking out. But uh, in fact, it's kind of like not even thought much about anymore. Nuclear power used to be scary, you know, like, oh, and have meltdowns and radiate and destroy places and stuff like that. So anyways, I didn't really enjoy all that stuff, so I got into aerospace, which is much more fun and people can relate to it because people get on airplanes all the time more and more flying all over the, the globe. So getting an airplane and going somewhere is pretty, pretty wild. But I mean, it's this fast version of the ships back in the day, 1700, 1600s, getting on a ship. In fact, the airplanes are called ships. Ships have that concept of boarding. Now I'm looking at a 737 flying away. 150 people sitting in there, pilots. So routine now, it's just so routine. People just get on, sit down. Millions of people. So here's, buddy, you wanna go say hi to these dogs? There's some dogs back here. I don't know if they're out. They're not out, bud. But yeah, that's where they were. Yeah. It's early in the morning, bud. So, no, Teddy is not out. And it's that time of year here where people start getting outside and saying hi to their neighbors again after being in our our uh, cabin fever summers. We have our, it's the opposite here in Arizona. So from June to about September, we're all internally inside the house because people don't usually like to hang out when it's 105 degrees out <laughs> outside their house. So anyway, yeah, we're going through a transition of subculture, the Arizona subculture. We're getting outside, people. We're getting out there. We're enjoying the weather. And uh, so what value, you know, is there always, do we always have to add value? I don't know. So whoever's listening to this, you're doing something, you're probably, maybe you're baking a cake, maybe you're doing the laundry, maybe you're commuting, maybe you're just commuting, driving your car, and you're like, oh, this popped. I haven't listened to Mike in a while. He's out, he's walking his dog every day, but he hasn't, he hasn't done a podcast, so let's see what this is about. And there's no earth-shaking news really to announce, but there you go. It's just uh, living in the moment, right? You, and you're having a moment. It's no longer the elf to elf to for you. Maybe more than likely you pick it up this week sometime, and then you'll say, yeah, okay, I checked in on that. 
And if you play it at 2x, it's fine. I, I listen to a lot of, there's no shame in listening to 2x. If you want really good dulcet tones, though, you, get to, you should play it at normal speed because you get the, the absolute high fidelity best sound. The best sound of the voice is at 1x. But if you just want the excellent content, the absolute wisdom and knowledge that uh, I throw down, then, and you want to get that efficiently, right? Because we're in a hurry. It's like let's let's listen to this at two x, and you'll you'll get it. You'll get all the word and the content. So as I just hustled across the street, I thought about my glutes and hamstrings. I uh, was at the gym, I think it was Friday, and I had already, the day before on Thursday, I had done some upper body work, and so I didn't want to work on my um, upper body, and I said, well, let's do some leg workout, because I hadn't really done a good leg workout, and the guy, the guy killed me, and uh, I can still, I still feel sore in my glutes, which is probably a good thing, but I have to figure out how to morning hey you gonna say hi little doggies good this is buddy hi buddy yeah oh come on bud enjoy your day you too coco look at that buddy met coco so yeah so my glutes are a bit sore i want to run four miles this morning i don't know i'm kind of Oh, I know it's good for me and I should do it. It's a little chilly, so I don't know. I may have to wear a long sleeve running shirt. But this will be about the time I would do it. I would drop butt off now and go do a run. And I probably will do it. And, and I'll probably just not do the upper body weights until tomorrow because I probably did overdo it. And uh, just see how this goes. But I don't know. We'll see. The uh, glutes, the working out, the hammies, quads. It's all, it's all good. Did a little bike riding. My butt hurts. My friend wanted to do some bike riding. So we did about, eh, we only did 13 miles. But I suppose it adds up. And uh, what are you smelling there, bud? All right. Ooh, there's a whole group of bikers now. Look at this. In their green jackets up front. Oh, we got two, four, two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen. 20 people riding their bikes, nice and gentle. I missed them. They must have gone down. We're kind of at the end of the end of the road, so they usually start out somewhere east, about five or ten miles, and then they come out here and then go back. And they get probably they probably easily can get 15 to 20 miles in, which is good. 20 miles is probably a good bike ride. 
Okay, bud. So yeah, we have some nice uh, opportunities to exercise outside, and it is—it's different. I don't know. I guess yeah, the landscape impacts your mentality, perhaps. I mean, I can see Arizona has uh, some some. Uh, views like you can see really far most of the time whereas in Chicago you're kind of limited by the trees and the surroundings and there's not much on the skyline so there we go morning so here we are not quite there yet hey John How's it going? Let me all pause this one here. Hey, how's it going? Okay. Yourself? Did you ever uh, get any conclusion from these folks? At Benchmark? Uh, yeah. They, they just kind of blew me off. Yeah. And oh, about. Let me see. Hey, I think this is a. Rejoiner, I'm trying something new here. I think I finished with about, I don't know, the first segment was probably 30 minutes, not sure. So I uh, stopped and chatted with the fellow for five minutes, and I thought, well, that's not going to make, that's not going to be a very interesting podcast, so I cut that off. And, uh, it was good to touch base with the fella. And uh, again, we're all in different phases and different stages of life and what have you. But uh, yeah, uh, comparison, comparing ourselves to other bookkeeping, back to Rob Bell's bookkeeping. Good message. Um, we do that so hurt ourselves comparing ourselves and uh, we're unique we're like Freddie Mercury I guess in a way and I, I say Freddie we're not like Freddie Mercury and his his uh, torment but it's a celebration of life and artistry and uh, what our gifts are so where's our outlier outlier gifts so, using the uh, Queen and Freddie Mercury as a positive view of someone taking and making the most out of whatever gift they have, and even when the gift is buck teeth and a goofy, goofy uh, voice, and still made made a lot out of it so it's good good thing there and uh, I just got a text that the pancake mix is ready but now I need to um, make pancakes and uh, that uh, influences my running a bit but whether I'm going to run uh, right now or later so 
I suspect I will make the pancakes. And I don't know when I will run. The good news is the high temperature today is going to be 73. So I don't have to avoid the uh, other part of the day to run. can pretty much run any time today because I'm not going to be influenced by high temperatures like 95, 100, and so forth. So there you go. Wow. You know, these are deep things, living in the moment, making pancakes, and uh, going with the flow. So what's your flow? You got, you're doing something. I don't know why you're listening to this, but uh, you are. So the value add is just keep doing what you're doing and uh, make peace with yourself through, through God's love for us. We're, we do have our sort of weaknesses, you know, Paul's was writing about that. He, uh, he was, what was it, not boasting of his weaknesses. Maybe he was. But, so we have our weaknesses. But that's the human condition. And unfortunately, we are driven somehow to do image management and put on an impression that we've got it all together and my downfall is always um, like arguing or finding what's wrong with stuff <laughs> I don't know I don't know but there are there are a few people I don't I don't know is it am I choosing not to find out what's wrong with Rob Bell I mean I don't I listen to him and I'm like I don't I don't know is it because I agree with it somehow I don't know what it is but I it's like rarely is there somebody that has an opinion that I can't work the other side of it somehow. But maybe he's not providing opinion. I don't know what it is. But he seems like a pretty decent dude. Now, not all of his podcasts are like awesome like that. But, uh, and I don't agree with him on everything, of course. And uh, that probably shouldn't be the expectation of any of us and uh, yeah so off they go getting ready for choir and singing and my wife loves that and so I'm starting to appreciate that after 30 years can you believe that no, no, you finally get it, Mike. You finally understand that someone might enjoy something that you don't really care about. <laughs> I'm such an ass, as they say. No, she's enjoys the music and the singing. So, of course, that doesn't stop me from being critical of the lyrics and the music. But it's not her fault. She didn't write it. She's just performing 
what's written, but some of the some of the lyrics I don't I think are kind of less than encouraging, less than helpful. And the assumption is that they are, so there's that. Okay. So Bud, you had your walk and I didn't wash your feet today just because I don't feel like doing that anymore. It's so cold out there. The water must be like 65 degrees or less or something. I don't know. I bet you that water is really cold in there. So with that, I will end the second segment of my um, two-segment podcast and the second segment is only eight minutes long but it is a segment in and of itself so kind of out of breath walking up the hill a little bit that shouldn't be the case but I can still feel my glutes and quads still sore holy cow all right everybody was uh Rob would say grace and peace, which is a nice thing. Grace of uh, forgiveness and understanding the life and our relationship to the divine. And peace, have peace with that. Peace. All right, bye-bye.